Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. So it's a super exciting day, guys. Mm-hmm. It's April 20th, and Stephanie released a book. Ooh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's the first one she's ever like written and published herself. Yeah. Under a pen name. Under a pen name. (laughs) Gemma Frost. So don't look up Stephanie. (laughs) Yes. So tell the people a little what's it about. Oh, dang. (laughs) I wasn't prepared for this part. Uh, So basically, this is a historical romance set in Victorian Manchester, not London. And it follows a doctor who suffers from PTSD and a widow who kind of becomes his assistant and they fall in love so that's Yay. the gist <laughs> and people have been saying lots of good stuff about it so if yes. you're in the u.s or germany <laughs> i guess you can definitely get the paperback copies right yes you can definitely get the paperback copies because it's listed on amazon for the paperback and the ebook version then the ebook version is also on like Barnes and Noble and Kobo and some other places. So it should technically be available worldwide. The digitally. ebook definitely should be. Yeah. The paperback, you'll have to see if it shows up on your own market. Depends on shipping. And yeah. the ebook is only three bucks. So people, sh- if you don't like want to spend all the money on the paperback, that's a really great price for a book. Yeah. I mean, it's a full it's a full book. Like it started out super small. It was going to be 10,000 words, guys, not really. <laughs> it was, no, it was going to be 15,000 words and then it became 20 and then 30 and then it ended out at 43,000 words. <laughs> so gotta, it's kind of a hefty book. <laughs> yep, you got to fill in all those gaps. <laughs> yes. I really did. <laughs> so, but yeah. It's a pretty good deal, I think. That's a good, exciting thing to have happen. Yes. Now I have to do the second one, which I think is even scarier. Well, the first it's one. part of a series. <laughs> yeah. This is a prequel. Yeah. So now I really have to do the actual, like, first book. The second book overall that I've ever written and published. Which. Yeah. yeah. Super We'll exciting. see how that goes. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, this is Carrie from the future. I realized that we got so excited about this that we didn't actually tell you the name of the book. So the name of the book is Charming Dr. Forrester, and it is written by Gemma with a J Frost. Details are in the show notes below. And so back to our regularly scheduled programming. So if you can... And you're interested and you like historical romance, you should check it out. But we are here today to talk about right in front of me. Yeah. With Janelle the Parrish. Last, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the last Spring Fling movie. Yes. And it has Janelle Parrish and Marco Grazzini. Carly gets a second chance at romance with her college crush, but isn't sure how to impress him until her new friend Nick starts giving her advice. Soon she learns who the right man for her really is. I was like, I was distracted by Carly because I did not think that was her name. 
no me either i was like that was her name i knew his name was nick i feel like his nick his nick i feel like his name was nick in another movie and now i'm gonna try and look it up i mean i feel like that's a common name for guys in these movies definitely i think so too let's see marco he is really having a come up this past year he's been in so many things that we've seen well, I really enjoyed both of them and both of them together. Yeah, I agree. They were a very like attractive couple like physically, but then emotionally they worked really well together and they were really sweet. And I loved the whole not she's interested in this other guy, so not even really considering him. You can tell he's interested in her from the beginning, mm-hmm. but she's like not And I feel like it was really, I love, I like that more so than the people who don't like each other or like, like the old, like if she, this very much easily could have been her going somewhere and falling in love with her old flame again. Yeah. But I kind of like this different story. Agreed. It was, it was really good. And I liked, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> I just, it's too late. Are you refreshing Amazon? <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I'm looking at these notes and I just blinked. You should continue. <laughs> well, I will say I didn't have very many notes and it's because I really enjoyed this movie. It yeah. was funny. It was cute. It was unique. I felt like, so I don't have a ton of s- notes on it but I thought we've been doing where we just kind of go through Um, I'll be interested to know how you rate the set because I think it's going to be lower than what I rate the set (laughs) I don't think it's going to be I think you're going to be surprised okay go I gave it a four see and I gave it a five what see (laughs) this is why I knew it was going to be higher than yours (laughs) How can you give this a five when we gave Ireland a five last week? Well, I mean, Ireland was a five, but here's the thing that I really liked about this. First of all, I really loved the beginnings of it, the photos that they used, the place that she went for the first wedding. And then like this, uh, this place that the majority of the movie was, was kind of like, but the little town was really super cute. Um, And... I was like trying to get back to spots because you and I were talking about this little, (laughs) this thing, like it's the same as this and it's blah, blah, blah. So I was trying to scroll back through and watch. And then I realized at the top of the stairwell, there was like this library. Did you notice this? I don't think so. So I specifically noticed it in the scene where she's talking, spoiler alert guys, (laughs) to the bridesmaid that is the nurse. Mm -hmm. And so the guy, Matt, that she is interested in from high school, they were supposed to go on a date in high school and then it just never happened. And he's kind of like the one who got away, even though they were never together. So um, the bridesmaid is this nurse that actually dated him when they were in college and they had broken up. And you can kind of tell pretty early on in the movie that she's still interested in him and he, him and Janelle or Carly, I guess <laughs> don't really belong together. Mm-hmm. And so 
you can see them trying to put these two back together. And so towards the end of the movie, they have a talk and at the top of the stairs. So the stairs go up the middle and then there's walkways on both sides. And instead of having railings, there's like glass so you can see down, but you can mm-hmm. also see like straight across and there are walls of these bookshelves and this really pretty arch that goes across the stairs. I was like, this is so pretty. <laughs> I think that was the scene that really sold it for me. Cause I was like, this is so pretty. I love this in the little town and the other beginning and the end. I felt like had a lot of good, like B roll stuff. I just really mm-hmm. liked it. Okay, well, I did notice the glass, like, railing things up top. Maybe I didn't notice the book thing because I was focused on the glass stuff. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So, there's that. And I agree. The beginning of the movie, when she goes to a client's wedding, and they were in some tropical-looking place, it was gorgeous because I messaged you. I was like, oh my gosh, do they say where they're at? Because this looks great. Like, were they shooting this on location? And then literally it was only five minutes of the movie. And then we go to generic Hallmark town. And then you're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. It was very sad. I was like, why? They were in a very beautiful location. And then poof, we're gone from that. And we end up at the lodge. Well, I think it's the same lodge, at least from the outside, for Good Morning Christmas and Five Star Christmas. And the kitchen inside was definitely from Good Morning Christmas when they were baking. But you disagree. I disagree definitely on Five Star Christmas. I mean, maybe the outsides look similar. I think it was bigger, though, I felt like, than the one at Five Star Christmas. But... Good morning, Christmas. The outside, when I re-saw it, I was like, that could have been good morning, Christmas. And I honestly do not remember anything about the set of good morning, Christmas, except for the hallway between their rooms. Like, (laughs) That's very random. There was like some conversation that they were having in the hallway. That's the only reason that I remembered it. Huh. But I nothing else from my memory stands out and I'm like, I guess I need to go rewatch that movie should they when they play it and then I can have something as a point of reference. Well, I I thought it was familiar and they could have switched the inside parts out. I mean, they are trying to switch settings to make it look like different like places. But inside, I did think it was very pretty because they had so many, like, plants and flowers, mm-hmm. like, hanging from the ceiling, on the walls, on the floor. It was everywhere. It was it was like a garden inside almost. Yeah, and I really liked the room off of the kitchen where there was, like, all the tables that people could sit at. And it was, like, these big floor-to-ceiling windows and really mm-hmm. pretty and light and airy. I yeah. really liked that part, too. Yeah, it was very, very pretty. So four or five for the set. <laughs> what did you give it for style? Um, Style? <laughs> I counted it down. I actually oh, really gosh. loved the style on this. <laughs> but I took it down from a five to a four and a half. <laughs> okay, I gave it a four. Um, Because 
I really hated his chef's coat, specifically in the very last scene. I just think it's like, I get he's a chef. And I mean, I went to hospitality school. I worked in a restaurant. I've worn chef coats. I have one somewhere around here. It, I get it. It is what it is. But doesn't mean I have to love it. <laughs> I can't believe you've knocked him down for his uniform. <laughs> I just felt like they missed an opportunity for him to be like in something different because he knew she was coming, right? And I just feel like how come he couldn't have been doing front of the house stuff or thrown on a jacket or something or just had taken off the chef's coat <laughs> and just been wearing what a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they could have done something else because chefs who own restaurants, I mean, they go out and they talk to people. They're usually in their chef's uniform, but they could be wearing something different. I mean, the whole movie was about him being like the main chef. So, yeah, I didn't like it still. <laughs> well, I knocked it down a point because while I thought they were attractive and dressed well, hair was good. I can't say I remember anything specifically that stood out to me. Oh. Like she didn't have a big moment or anything. And so that's why I knocked it down because nothing stood out. I just knew it looked pretty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There were so many outfits that she had on that stood out to me. Oh, really? Um, Like... When she first got to the lodge, it was very pastel-y. Like, her friend was wearing that blue jacket, and I think she was wearing a pink thing with this floral dress under it. Um, then, now I but can't But she was wearing a lot of pastels and pinks and florals. But that's not like... But I thought they were all really pretty. I felt like they were really pretty outfits and not, like, plain. They actually caught my eye. Um, and then like her dress that she made, first of all, where does she get all that stuff to adjust that dress? You're at a hotel. Know, I thought it looked like a funeral dress. It's black for a wedding. I, I mean, I've worn black to, I've been in a wedding where I've worn black before. <laughs> well, that's different. If, does she have her bridesmaids all wear black? No, her bridesmaids wore those two different colors, pink, where she tied them together. Cause she let them pick their own colors and nobody thought, no, I, hey, was, I was talking about in your wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's different. If the bride chooses bridesmaids dresses that are black, that's okay. But a guest coming in black, I don't know. It oh. just looked funerally to me. I've definitely. I did like the bridesmaids dress, though, that the nurse was wearing. I thought that was That pretty. one was really cute, too. Um, I liked her dress, though. I did not like the necklace. That necklace was hideous with that dress. I didn't notice, but I don't notice jewelry a lot. It was this super chunky beaded thing that was like five strands of stuff and like black, but then around the neck it turned gold and then you've got like the gold overlaying the black dress. So it just stands. It was not, I, I was like, we couldn't have picked anything better than this. It didn't need mm. a necklace because it was, it had that pretty, you know, fabric thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of high necked ish. Yeah, it was so weird. Um, the dress, I see, and I even wrote the dress for the meat cute. I thought was really cute. That's the one I was talking about when that was really pastelly. Um, can't recall. I can barely recall. I'm trying to remember their. Oh, I remember what it was. I thought that was cute. 
was like as I try to think of what their meet cute was and I'm like oh yeah I did like it um the only thing the only thing that she wore that I really did not like was the dress at the end and it was mostly because I thought it was cute but the like the dress the way the dress came down it was like fitted and then all of a sudden it was like a but it was like oddly shaped in the hips I felt like it just came at such a weird angle. I was like, I don't think I like that. But the dress itself would have been cute if the angle of the skirt had been better. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> really analyzing these things here. I know. I don't recall any of that. All right. That's all I've got for style. Okay. Same. So then storyline, I gave it a four. <laughs> I, I'm higher than you on all of these. Oh my gosh, you gave it a five too? Yeah, mostly because it was different enough. I mean, a lot of them have like restaurant people, but like it was different enough that it was not like watching the entire story, like uh, like watching a whole nother movie that you've already seen before. Yeah, and I actually really like the idea of a love triangle and like having this crush on someone from school, but then... And having a new person help you try to get their attention. I just wish it would have been. I mean this is Hallmark. So I don't know how more in depth they could have gone. But I wish there kind of would have been a little more tension there. Because it just. It was pretty obvious that she didn't. Like even as she was saying like. Oh I'm still interested. She was not still interested. And the guy was pretty bland. It just. You never really thought they were going to get together, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I agree with that. You could tell from the very first time that anything was really happening with them, that it was like, you could tell it was like a schoolgirl crush and was not really going to be a serious thing. Yeah. I guess I just would have liked, like, even though it's a Hallmark movie and we know she's going to end up with Marco... There could have been a little bit more like, well, maybe, maybe she could end up with this guy, but no, nothing. Well, they do like their very obvious character yeah. rights. You know, He's super bland and she's super not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did also really enjoy the, like I said, I liked, I really liked their meet cute. I thought it was funny. <laughs> where she's like no this is bad yeah he sends out an appetizer that he shouldn't have made because he's technically not head chef and she tried it and it sucked and then he tries it and he's like oh no that is bad yeah and, <laughs> and then he like fixes it um i will say there's this really funny scene where they decide to go get the the two of them, the love interest and her, decide to go get wings from this wing truck. And they're doing a challenge. The challenge, mm -hmm. guys, is one chicken wing. <laughs> one hot wing. I was like, supposedly it was really, really hot. And the non-Marco guy was definitely sweating it. <laughs> Well, Marco was sweating it, too. It was pretty funny, like, this face-off, and the guys could not take the heat, and then she's like, I got this. Yeah. 
That was funny. Although I was just shocked by like, it's one wing guy is like, why is this even like you're earning a hat for one wing? Can't you suck it up and just do it really fast? Cause it's only one. If it was like five, you may not make it all the way through, you know? But I mean, heat is heat. Like if it was made with like the hottest pepper in the world, one is really all it takes. I guess so. I just thought you see these things and they're always like the most giant burrito or this huge hamburger, this like super thing that you, you look at and you go, people can really eat that. All those, what was it? Clams or whatever. Oysters. Oysters. from (laughs) It was always you. Yep. (laughs) Well, that was a funny scene. And then I also liked another food scene was when she, had him give her more cherries as her garnish. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely me. I always want the cherries because I love them. <laughs> so she's, like, no, 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 she's like, more, more. I'm like, yes, yes. She's like, I love to eat things off a skewer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I uh, related to her. There was, this movie was just, it had funny ideas or funny ideas. It had funny scenes and dialogue. Yeah, it did. And I, there was nothing about it that like lulled me into boredom either like Mm -hmm. sometimes they're so hard to get through and this one I really was like surprised at how far along I was in the movie and stuff like that yeah the same feeling it went by very quickly (laughs) you're like at the end before you even know it you're like what just happened (laughs) that's a good Um, thing I will say one more thing that I had written down did you notice the opening song Yes. Oh my gosh, but I can't think of it now. I don't know. I I don't know. You don't know what it is? No. (laughs) Then why did you say, did I notice it if you I wrote that I really liked it, but I didn't know what the song was. I like I felt like it was a great opening song. It was really enjoyable. It got me pumped for the movie. I was like, this is really cute. I like it. I think I was gonna Shazam it actually, and then I didn't Shazam it. Because most of the times when I like Hallmark songs that I don't recognize, it's from some like no name person that they, I don't even know where they find these people. So they're not usually on like Spotify or whatever. And Shazam can't find it. So I think that might've been why I didn't do it. That makes sense. Yeah. But I thought it was cute. Uh, You know what I did notice though, now that you brought up music, (laughs) this doesn't have to do with the movie, but it has to do with the preview for Good Witch. Did you watch this? No, I don't think I did. Okay. Well, I haven't watched any of Good Witch. I have, I think I've recorded the movies. But anyway, they're previewing for the new season. And the song they've chosen for their previews is Confident by Demi Lovato, which does not fit. Like, I was like, who made this song choice? This is terrible for this preview. Like, I love that song, but it just did not fit at all. Huh. Interesting. I'll have to pay attention when I'm watching something else. I know. They spent money on that. <laughs> I don't know how much money, but they spent money on it. Well, give <sighs> Demi Lovato your money, people. She has a new album out. <laughs> We don't get any um, kickbacks for saying that. (laughs) But Demi, if you're listening. (laughs) We'd love to talk to you. (laughs) Do you like Hallmark movies? 
Oh my goodness. Could you be in a Hallmark movie? That would be cool. That would be cool. She does act. And she could be in a singing one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Now I need to think of what guy I want her singing with. Immediately my mind goes to Aaron Tveit from the Royal Christmas Uh one. But I don't know how I feel about them as a couple. I was going to say I don't go for them as a couple. Yeah. But his voice, man. Anyway, moving on to our spring clovers, leaves, flowers. Romance. Catch-all category. (laughs) Uh, I gave it a four. I gave it a four, too. Hey, hey. We finally match on something. Well, we match on this one. I think we'll both call this one a love. Yeah, we do. We will. Um, I will say the only thing that I had left was one quote. And it was the at the front desk. The friend is standing there and she's standing and Nick is there. And the friend says, oh, she's had a thing for him forever. And he goes, oh, I know. And she says, how do you know? And he's like, I have eyes. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's super awkward in front of them. Oh, so awkward. And it, I, the whole thing, the whole, that whole thing was hilarious to me. That whole number, I want to call it a number scene. Yeah. It was funny. Okay. So now I think we went over our rankings last week for all the movies. Did this one become number one for you? Yeah. Or Okay. You know, I, I had a tough time ranking this because Last week's, as luck would have it, is Ireland. But then this week's has, I think, a better couple that I, like, if it's between Alan and Marco, I choose Marco. (laughs) (laughs) So it's hard for me to decide. But I think Ireland gives it an edge. And I think I'm going to go with, as luck would have it, as my number one. (sighs) We're different. I know. It's okay, though, because I... I just really, you know, I like the funny ones, so. This is true. I mean, I thought As Luck Would Have It was funny. I mean, it was. I don't think it was as funny as this one, though. No, that's true. Well, they're still number one and two, so that's where we had them. Good showing. That's where they're going to (laughs) stay. They saved the best for last, which doesn't always happen. No, it does not. Although February they did it, too, so there is that. Yeah, but winter, they did not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, winter. I'm glad we're past that. Me too. Okay. So now we're taking some time off. (laughs) We are. There are no new movies until I think the weekend of the 15th in May. So there's a month off. I imagine at some point over this month, we will record the preview episode. Yeah. For those. But. Other than that, we won't be back until review time. Yep. Stephanie's got to write a book. <laughs> I really do. You know, I have April. What is what's the last day of this month? April 30th. Uh huh. Okay. I have that as my deadline to finish my first draft. <laughs> how many words are you like? How, how What percentage of words are you away from that? Well, here's the thing. So, you know. But no one else, everyone else doesn't know, obviously, 
So last year, my first book was 80,000 words that I wrote. But this was the fourth book in a series. And I mean, I finished. I wrote the 80,000 words. So I assumed that this book, I was going to make 80,000 words. That was not working. So I lowered it to 60,000 words. It was still not working. So I've now lowered it to 40,000 words. And my thinking is how I started super low on the book that's out now. And I was able to get the first draft done and then just go back and fill in. I think that's easier for me to get like the very, very bare bones of the story down and then go back and fill it in rather than trying to stretch and come up with all these things before I really know everything. Mm -hmm. So as of right now, let me look. I have pull up my chart or graph, whatever the heck it's called. Okay. I am 73% complete. I have 28,937 words done. So I only need 11,000. You can do it. Yes. I only need to write 1,006 words every day until the 30th. So everyone wish me luck. (laughs) Well, that's not, that's not horrible because you've sat down and you've written like 1700 words in a day so yeah you can do it assuming that you don't hit the world the last time didn't you hit a wall not this book but guys she wrote another book it's the fourth in the series yeah did I you did hit a wall like at the like climax of the book and the end of it like where you were kind of like okay I'm kind of like not as interested in this part it was kind of at the middle and then towards the end because I had never been there before and I'd already been working on it for so long. So now that you're reminding me of this, I think it's a good idea that I shortened it down to 40,000 words for the first draft because that's right around when I hit the wall. So that won't happen this time. And then I can go back and fill in more interesting parts too. And you could add up. to the end too if you needed to, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's a good reminder because I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. You're welcome. <laughs> I've never written a book, but I sure can give writing advice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? This is a tangent, but there's a lot of people who think that. And they aren't afraid to tell you writing advice, even though they've never published anything or written anything. So, And they're not abra- afraid to be jerks about it. <laughs> Nope. I know this firsthand. (laughs) Writing is not... Okay, writing with getting people's reviews or critiques is not for the faint of heart. No. And it's unfortunate that I'm the faint of heart because... (laughs) (laughs) This is true. It really sucks. You guys, let me tell you the story. So she had this beta reader and the lady would go through and like every night like email her a chapter and the responses and she's like... So her responses were really good today, but tomorrow this thing happens. And then the next day, (laughs) her responses were really good. I'm actually really surprised. But you know that in two days, like in a couple of chapters, this thing happens. (laughs) Oh, well, this is where these other people were like so mean about it. Well, people, person, this other person was really mean about it. And then then 
the good, like the whole time she's like, the next thing is going to be bad. Oh, well, I don't think I ended it well. Well, she's going to, she's going to, she comes back with like great, like great response. Yeah, she was really nice. She loved the book. And I'm not saying she still had constructive criticism, but she had a lot of positives to say, too. Yeah, she definitely is like, I feel like the queen of the um, the compliment sandwich. Mm-hmm. Compliment, yeah. critique, compliment. She was very good at it. So I was, I was very lucky to find her, especially after my bad experience before her (laughs) oh man (sighs) do not offer to critique people's stuff or beta read people's stuff if you think you have to be mean (laughs) to be honest yeah that's the part that gets me um that's why I'm almost kind of glad there's not like I mean there's reviews on apple podcast but like I don't need like everybody to be mean like people can be on Instagram or like Twitter or whatever. I don't need you to be mean. If you don't like, if you don't like our podcast, you just don't have to listen. It's okay. We're not, we're not offended. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even looked at that stuff. So, well, we only had one review um, on Apple podcast and that, I think that's the only place that actually does reviews. Um, let me see. Watch. It's going to be like, it would be really funny if there was like 10 or something we have three ratings and they're five star who are they from i don't know one of them's my niece hey Paige. (laughs) (laughs) hold on hold on hold on i'm on the show let me scroll down hold on oh okay there's only two reviews and three ratings Okay. A rating is fine. The other review is free what? <laughs> we know oh, this person. <laughs> uh, My mom so hasn't have... even reviewed. I was spo- I'm going to make her do that in May. <laughs> so we have a stranger who rated it. Yes. Well, at least well, somebody rate who it. rated it that we don't know who it is because they didn't do a comment. They just left five stars. I wonder if it's if this is you listening. I don't I don't want to say that I don't remember that girl's name. <laughs> Who sent us the message? Oh, yeah, there was the girl that reached out to us on Instagram. Brittany, is this you? Did you leave us a rating? If it is, thank you. If not, yes. you could leave us a grading. <laughs> if you're on Apple. <laughs> We appreciate it. We appreciate you listening and sending us a message. Yeah, we're so clearly well-versed at, like, (laughs) being podcasters, aren't we? We're so professional. Oh, yeah. Like, we technically ended this podcast, like, 10 minutes ago. (laughs) I know, and we're just, like, dragging up. This is actually what normally happens after we hit stop recording. So I should probably hit stop then. (laughs) Bye, guys. See you in a month. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.